Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Boston Three Party. Um, this is a podcast where we'll be primarily talking about basketball, specifically the NBA. If you're seeing the name of the podcast and thinking to yourself, these are going to be biased, annoying, and entitled Boston sports fans, you'd be absolutely correct. Uh, bleed green till the day I die. But uh, no, in all honesty, we're just excited to get started talking about some basketball. We'll start with some introductions. Uh, my name's Cam, a.k.a. Philly. I'll let my other handsome host introduce himself. Uh, my name is Tori. I get a TH as the uh, homies at home like to call me. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, so, so we're ready to talk some Boston sports. Yeah, let's jump right into it, man. So what did you think about that last Miami series that they had? Another seven-gamer. Um, you know, honestly, I was surprised it went to seven. Um, you know, we all thought that we were going to win that game six in Boston. I think, I think every single Boston fan in the arena and outside of it thought so. Um, but at the, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really, you can't really do anything when Jimmy Butler drops 55 points or what was it? 55? Something like that. I think he, I think he had like 47, but I mean, still 47, ridiculous. but yeah, yeah, ridiculous numbers. But you know, uh, the series as a whole, I think kind of, I wouldn't say exposed our defense, but it definitely kind of gave our defense a little bit of a check. Uh, I think that Emay kind of had to switch some things around, and I think a lot of people had to – I think I, – I wouldn't necessarily think Tatum had to kind of gut check himself, but I think that, you know, the leaders like Marcus Smart really had to kind of step back and take a breather because, you know, it's from game – I think it was it was game one and game three. Was it game one and game three we lost? Yeah, they dropped both of those and then – yeah, game one and game three be dropped. But and, and honestly, watching those games, I mean, it just – I think the difference, in my opinion, the difference between winning and losing, you know, we talked about it, was um, Marcus Smart's shooting. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. You know, you got to – if he if he shoots, you know, less than nine shots, I think it was – I think I saw a stat it was we, we have an 81% win percentage. Yeah. And if he shoots more than 10 shots, we, you know, don't lose – don't or yeah. we don't win many of those games, which is mm-hmm. – you know, for good reason, he's kind of taken or he's taken these ridiculous three point shots that I guess sometimes he hits them. I can't, I'll give him credit there. Sometimes he hits them, yeah. but most of the time he doesn't. And he's not like a, he's not like a lethal scorer, like the best scorer in the, in the world, Jason Tatum. He's not, you know, he's nothing like yeah. that. So, I mean, you know, here's that's a, definitely something that they should limit. Sure. I mean, here's an interesting stat for you in game six and in game seven, Marcus Smart took more shots than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So when you wow. look at when you look at it like that, you're like, all right, yeah. you might need to take a step back. And I, you know, he had, I think he had 24 game seven, still performed well, but I think he shot eight of 22, three of ten from three. Yeah. And, That's the thing. Um, I mean, yeah, he's not like he's super in a, before. Don't get me wrong. Earlier in his career, he was a very inefficient scorer, very inefficient offensive player. But you know, we 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 have to give Marcus Smart his credit. But uh, you know, like 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 you said, this you can't <laughs> as a as I should say, he's probably a fourth scoring option, maybe even fifth behind, you know, I would say Al Horford and Robert Williams if, if you're really trying to get a bucket. But yep. Marcus yeah. Smart just kind of sometimes like just likes to force it. But yeah, you know, I like him. That. I like him taking open threes. Like, you know, I have no issue with that. But I think he in his head kind of, you know, thinks, OK, I'm catching fire a little bit. And he gets a little bit trigger happy. Like, I, I remember I saw a tweet mm-hmm. that was like, oh if Jalen Brown had Marcus Smart's offensive confidence, he'd be literally Michael Jordan, which is like a bit of an overreaction, but I think it's like kind of a, a good tweet to kind of like yeah. show like, cool. you know, like sometimes I, Smart's a little, you know, a bit confident, which we love his confidence. I mean, you know, we love mm-hmm. him on the defensive end, but the defensive confidence is always there. You know? Yeah. But I think that and, obviously leaks into his offense. 
Oh, yeah. No, but like you mentioned, like after that game five, I think everyone in Boston, even some people in Miami were like, all right, this thing's over. And then uh, Jimmy Butler comes out and has a 2012 LeBron game six type of game and just yeah. rips the hearts out of Celtics fans. And one thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is like in the playoffs, obviously excluding that Brooklyn series, the Celtics haven't really defended home court very well with it. Like, what do you feel about that? Um, it's surprising to be completely honest, you know, obviously in the garden, I, I think every, every interview that I've seen talking about the garden, you know, I've, I've watched the, that old, that Magic Johnson series on HBO max. Oh, yeah. They talk about, and they portray it, how hard it is to play in that stadium and the fans. I mean, they're, they're being mean. They're not, they're not there to be nice. You know, yep. I think that I, I, you know, to support boss and I, to say this, you know, I think a lot of people, especially some NBA players, <clears throat> Kyrie Irving put a bad yeah, yeah. Uh, stigma on Boston fans. And, and that's, I don't, I don't think that's right. Uh, I think that a lot of Boston fans are actually some of the nicest people you meet personally. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you won't see it if you don't know them, but that's because you just don't know. You know? Yeah. I but, mean, um, just yeah, very, aside from that. Yeah. yeah. Just a very intense group of people, you know? And I yeah. think a little bit too, like, even if you're like, so obviously to opposing fans, they're very intimidating, but I think too, even if you're on the Celtics at times, they can be like, if you don't mm -hmm. perform well, if you don't perform up to their liking, they can come down on even like their own players pretty yeah. hard. So I don't, I wonder they if do. there's like a little bit, a little bit of pressure there from guys like Tatum, Brown, Smart, where they're like, oh, like, dang, if we lose in the garden, we might never hear the end of it, yeah. you know? So, I mean, personally, if I was a Celtics player, I'd, I'd feel a lot of pressure if I lost in the garden. You know, oh, yeah, but, um, extremely. I, I, I think besides besides the fans, um, it's it's. I think that especially in the, going back to the Milwaukee series, you know, with with home with playing at home, I feel like for some reason our there are opposing you know or our opponents. Sorry, uh, they seem to play or at least ball out when they're when they come to the garden. Like it's it's. I don't know. It feels like it's some some sort of switch there that that flicks inside of them, or maybe it's the. Mm like we're talking about the fans, maybe it's, maybe it's a motivation for him. I have no idea, but you know, Giannis played out of his mind always in the garden. Um, yep. And he would, he would play, he would underperform in Milwaukee. And yeah. I, I just, obviously, you know, you can't necessarily pin the, there's always certain reasons for underperformances and whatnot. You know, ev everyone has a bad game. You're not a perfect player, but it's a very interesting how that, how that's played out for the Celtics. Cause you know, as, the entire regular season, our our home record or towards the I think it was the end of the All Star break or after the All Star break was like the best in the league, right? Or some, something yeah. like that. Like obviously our record was the best in the league, but I, I think our home was, was even or our home record was way far better than our away record. But yeah, wouldn't surprise. I'm me. just it, it's very surprising to me. I I just it doesn't really make sense. But um, mm. I think that I think this series against the Warriors is going to. I think home court's going to play a big factor for the Celtics. I just feel like, you know, I mean, I haven't really watched many Golden State Warrior games this, this, you know, this year, but I've watched a few and I wouldn't say that, you know, them playing at a, at a different court or not in uh, California is bad for them, but it just doesn't seem like they can, or especially Curry and Clay and their, you know, Jordan Poole, they don't seem to shoot as well as maybe they're just used to the basket. It doesn't, as a fan, you know, obviously we don't I'll always keep saying it. <laughs> we don't really know everything, but out of, for me watching us on the TV and stuff like that, it just doesn't, it, it it's weird. It's like mm -hmm. it, it, a lot of odd things, especially on, on the Warriors side. There's a lot of holes, I think. Yeah. Um, 
especially I think that uh, I think Draymond Green is one of those guys that's super. I think he's overhyped, in my opinion. I yeah. feel like the Celtics can attack him. I think uh, Draymond does a lot of the little things, I guess. Which, like, I'm not the type of guy that's that goes along with the whole oh, like what he does doesn't show up in the in the yeah. stat sheet. I think at this point, Draymond is more of a leader rather than like really like what he does on the court. Um, but yeah, no, you talking about the Warriors? I think that's a great segue just to start kind of getting a little preview yeah. of this finals matchup. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I mean, something to highlight for for the Celtics is like you know like that first series again, like their path to get here. The first series against the Nets, they kind of shut down KD. You can say Kyrie's another like star, but I mean, let's be honest. And I'm not trying to be a Kyrie hater. He didn't really play that well. So you really yeah, only had to shut down well KD. Yeah, you really only yeah. had to shut down KD, which they did. Same thing with Giannis. Obviously, Middleton out. It's really just Giannis that you had to take care of. They did so. I mean, he still went off. but And then the same thing with this Miami series. You have Jimmy Butler, who everyone else, like, I don't want to hate on the Heat, but, like, everyone else on the Heat other than Jimmy Butler, low-key looks kind of trash. They need to fix their yeah. offense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But now with this Warriors team, it's a whole different beast because, you know, you try to stop Curry. Okay, maybe you're able to do so. Now they have Clay, And then you try to stop Clay, mm-hmm. and then now you have Andrew Wiggins, and then now you have Poole. So I think this is like the deepest offensive team that they've played in the playoffs. So that's going to yeah. kind of bring a challenge to them defensively. How do you feel about that? I mean, going on, uh, going off what you said with Clay for, I mean, for the two years before this, they were uh, under 500 team. They never made the playoffs because they didn't have that clay thompson that where you know you can steph curry is a great player but if you put two defenders on him he can't really do much you know but i, I wouldn't say it's a prop you don't you need to primarily double team him but mm-hmm. that you can that, that taking away that clay thompson on the wing that you kick to is a really big uh you know that's a that's a third of their offense uh, yeah in, in all honesty that's a third of the i mean the the most or the winningest team ever uh with with draymond him and, and steph what was it 20 it was it 2016 yeah, is that yeah? There's seventy-two so. in ten year. Would they end up losing yeah. it? But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which is which is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy that they lost in that year. But I mean, it just goes to show that it, it this Warrior team, like you said, is a beast and can't the Celtics cannot take them lightly. I know. I, I mean, I've been seeing a lot on on uh, on ESPN and whatnot. Them talking Stephen A. Smith chatting and whatnot. I, a lot of them are saying that the Warriors are going to take it to the Celtics. But I, yeah. I think our defense is something that they haven't really seen. They, they, they saw us, I think twice or three times this year, maybe. Um, I think we won the majority. I think it's two to one in the matchups from this season, the regular season. Um, But uh, yeah, I I think that the, uh, you know, the Celtics uh, pride or not, not necessarily pride, but the heart of their team has been their defense this entire year. You know, we can say that confidently. And I think that this, Defense is going to be the reason why, you know, Tatum gets his first ring. Marcus Bradley, they all get their first ring. And I think that, you know, it, after the season's over and once once everything is said and done, I feel like people were really – I also wanted to bring this up, going a little bit off topic here, sorry. I think That's a lot right. of people especially are – I don't know. It's, it, I feel like people are hating on Marcus Smart. I understand that his offense is – you know, we, we already talked about it. His offense is not – not where it should be, or he shouldn't be taking as many shots as he can. But you know, I I do like I watch a lot of ESPN to try to kind of keep up with the stuff, and they're, they're they're really bashing on his defense, which makes a lot not a lot of sense to me. They're calling him they, a lot of people are saying Drew Holiday could have could have easily won Depoy over him. The people are saying he should. People are saying he's arguably a better on ball defender than Marcus Smart, which 
I think he's equally as good. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say better. Um, maybe I would say Drew Holiday's a little worse, considering that you know I think wins speak louder than anything else. Head to head, who won? So, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, Marcus Smart defending Steph Curry this series uh, for the for the for the title is just is huge uh, for the Celtics. That's just that's the number one thing you want. Um, and I, I think that him staying healthy and especially Robert Williams too, because um, the, the Warriors really have no big men. They have no real solid big men. Um, Kevon Looney is the only one that comes to mind. And I don't really think they play, play James Wiseman that much, and he's kind of a very raw talent. So yeah, I think that if he stays healthy, if Robert Williams stays healthy this year, this entire series, if he can, I think that's also one of the make or break points. Because we know yeah. that, you know, take. Tatum's gonna go out there and get those points. Jalen yeah, gonna go out there and get those points. Yeah, yeah like what you mentioned, Williams. Like, I don't really, I don't really know what to do with him because you know, like, especially game seven, he didn't really look fully healthy. There's a couple of times yeah. where like he catches it and like doesn't even look at the basket. So I have a feeling that he's actually pretty injured and then he's trying to play through it. But like you said, I think it's huge if uh, you know Robert Williams is able to go out there and play well this series. He might be the dark horse. Um, an interesting stat that I actually saw about the Warriors and Celtics was that since Steve Kerr has been the coach, the uh, Celtics are the only team that has a winning record against the Warriors. So I think that's like, I don't know if it's like matchup wise or it's just like the Celtics, whenever they play the Warriors are like, all right, like we got to lock in. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm excited for the series. One thing that does stick out to me, and I don't know if you think this will have an impact on it is just the pure difference in experience. Like we've seen the Warriors now in the last eight years, make the final six times. And they got like their main core, obviously a couple new guys, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, but they've had the coach there every time they've had their three or four main players, the group that's together. And I was looking at the Celtics roster the other day and not one person on this team has played in the finals, not only like one, but played. So I don't think it's really going to have that big of an impact. I think if anything, it'll motivate them, but it is interesting how like, it's just two totally different experience teams now in this position, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's 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 a very interesting uh, finals matchup. In all honesty, as a as a Celtics fan, I didn't think this was going to happen at the beginning of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us saw this coming. And it's 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 obviously you know a, a blessing. Uh, I think it's 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 really it's going to be awesome to watch another seven games of really nice playoff basketball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jason Tatum finally becoming the player that he is supposed to be and who he will be for the next or hopefully for the next just for the foreseeable future. I mean, he's really come out of his shell in terms of being that guy, you know, like nobody it's, it's, it's great. Like other all-stars like KD are taking a backseat to him. You know, yep. we saw it in the, in the net series. And I wouldn't say that Giannis took a backseat to, to, to Tatum, but hey, he, they competed. They were on the same level. You know, they both exploded yep. in certain games and, you know, uh, something that concerns me is those games where Tatum would have a, would, atrocious shooting you know he scored 10 points in yeah, one of those exactly. losses against milwaukee but i think that he he's grown a lot this this playoffs or this entire this entirety of this playoffs because of what he's experienced you know playing katie and Kyrie in the first round and then playing a a, a team that won the finals last year and with a pro i mean arguably the best player on the planet Giannis. you know mm-hmm. like it, it's 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 really cool to see because uh, you know Tatum since since he's been a rookie has been my favorite player in the league not not being not biased at all totally not biased 
Um, but he's you know, nineteen. Also, yeah, he's you know, it's it's, it's just it's crazy. And um, you know, also to talk about you know Jalen Brown and how he's doing. I think that you know, in terms of impact, if he's gonna if he's gonna you know keep scoring the way he's scoring, keep shooting the way he's scoring, he, he's been, he's been improving, especially game seven. He did a really good job. Um, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's basically going to be just as effective as Clay. You know, he's yep. he's he's right there on the shooting right now. I think because um, Clay and him are just about shooting the same clip, which is weird to think about. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> I just I think that this this series is definitely going to be a fun series. Um, and you know, we'll see we'll see how things go. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the series. I think it'll be competitive. I think both teams are great defensively and uh, offensively mm-hmm. as well. So I'm very excited about it. We'll we'll be right back and uh, continue with some more finals talk in a minute. What's up, everyone? We're back and uh, we're going to talk some more NBA finals. We have another person here on the podcast. You can call him another host as well. Gio, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. So for this segment, we're going to start it off. Uh, how about we we'll start off with Tori? What is your serious prediction? How many games do you think it's going? Who do you think is going to win? What are we feeling? You know, I think I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to go in six to the Celtics. And mm. why, why I say this is because I think that, you know, we talked about earlier in the podcast, home court is going to be the biggest thing. Um, and I think that the Warriors, especially the games that I watched, and especially the I watched a lot of that Memphis series. Um, home court really seemed like it did nothing for them, um, and you know, just overall the them getting picked apart by by Jaron Jackson Jr. of all people, just because he's a big man, he's a seven footer, you know. And we have Al Horford and we have Robert Williams. Um, and that that's just I you know those two big men are going to be the some of the biggest factors, um, and you know. That's that's the biggest reason why I think it's going to be in six. Um, just just de- the the play in the posts and how we're going to get, I think, a lot more offensive rebounds and a lot more defensive rebounds than them. I think overall, just across the board, more rebounds. I think we play way more physical than them. I don't, and I honestly don't think they've seen a team throughout the playoffs, like or even in the regular season, like us, other than you know, than us playing us, of course. Yeah, I think that's like Celtics in six. You know, I think some people think that's pretty bold, like we talked about in the, the other segment, I think this is the biggest offensive test for the Celtics defense, all playoffs all year. So I think that'll be interesting. Gio, what do you think about that? And uh, what is your prediction? Uh, so my prediction is Celtics in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say Celtics in six, but it's hard to trust the Celtics at home. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Like we've been really good on the road so far. And when we've needed to flip that switch, we've been able to. And although, you know, Oracle is like, or the Chase Center is now like a scary place. And I mean, that place is always rocking. The Celtics have been able to do it in Milwaukee when we needed to, and we've done it in Miami. So I don't think that really changes. And overall, I mean, I think it's going to be a huge test. And I don't know how the beginning of the series is really going to shake out. I'm really interested to see the first game because in the past, we've we've only played them twice a year every season. And usually we play them pretty well. But um, the playoffs is a whole different animal. And I know that from Coach Kerr and with Yudoka, the matchups that they present in game one and the in-game switching and uh, uh, like substitutions is going to be really important. But overall, I would say Celtics in seven, just because of the experience that the Warriors have and 
even with that, the youth that the Celtics have and the desire that they have to win, I believe is greater than that of the Warriors. And I think that just with that rough mentality that we have, we'll be able to, um, it'll be a really tough series, but I'm, I'm sticking mm-hmm. with Celtics in seven. Yeah, I think you made a bunch of excellent points. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about like you're knowing a bit more after game one. The Celtics have shown this playoffs disregarding the Brooklyn series that, you know, game one, they lost to Milwaukee. Game one, they lost to Miami. So they've shown that they can take the hit and uh, bounce back from it. But I agree. It'll be interesting, like after game one to see, all right, what was their game plan to like defend Steph Curry or Clay Thompson and all these other guys? And what is their offensive game plan? What are they going to do to attack them? Um, so I have a similar prediction. I'm torn. Like as much as I love the Celtics and, and uh, I'm a diehard Celtics fan, like, I mean, we just know how dominant this Warriors team can be and how like they can catch fire offensively. I know the Celtics are great on defense, but that's why, like I said, seeing how they attack defensively game one will, I think, be a huge tell in how it goes. Right now, I'm thinking, I would like, I think War- uh, Warriors in seven or Celtics in seven, I think either way, but I think we're going to see another seven gamer. Um, and I don't know, like, what is what is the most seven-game series in a playoffs? Because that would be three for the Celtics, which would be absolutely insane. Um, but I would be more inclined to to choose the Celtics if they were able to finish off the Heat in six games and get more rest. We see guys like Smart dealing with a sprained ankle, uh, Rob dealing with his meniscus issues. Like, I think if they're able to get a little bit more of a break and get those guys a little bit more healthy, I'd be a lot more confident. But uh, I guess I'll stick with the Celtics fan and me saying Celtics in seven. So, yeah, that game six really, really hurt us for multiple reasons, not getting that rest. And on top of that, we had an opportunity to close out at home and we yep. couldn't do that. So what makes us think that they'll, we'll be able to do it now against an even better Warriors team? Mm-hmm. That just leaves me a little bit worried. I have a rebuttal or at least just not, and I wouldn't say an argument, but kind of a rebuttal. I, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like competitive spirit plays a really big part. Um, and, you know, we, we've all played basketball before, but we haven't played in the NBA level, obviously. But watching as a fan, I think that, you know, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they they want this ring. They really do. And yep. I think that, you know, the the Warriors, don't get me wrong, they have experience. They have Steph Curry. They have Klay Thompson. They have Draymond Green. Those three guys are the most experienced players in the playoffs. And that's a scary thing. That's That's definitely – you know, I, I can, you know, I, I'm as a Celtics fan, I'm a little nervous too. You know, I, I would, I want to say six games and I still say six games, but I don't, I don't, I could see it still, you know, going to seven games. It's not, that wouldn't be surprising, but I think, you know, like I said, the play of, of, you know, Al Horford and Robert Williams, I, I don't really think that the, the Warriors have anybody that can match up with them. That, I think this is the biggest offensive test that the, the Celtics have had all year. Um, I think that if the Celtics want to be a great, remembered as a great team, they're going to have to battle. It's it's just going to be a battle, like some mm-hmm. Roman Coliseum type stuff. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath. Um, I think that Draymond Green's going to kick somebody in the balls, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. But you know, I think that uh, you know, like you guys said, this is it's just going to be a it's going to be a very interesting series. You uh, brought up Rob Williams for a quick second, which I think is, would be a great segue into uh, how would we go over some key players we have for the series? TH, what is what is your guy? Um, you know, I'll start with the Warriors. Uh, and Clay Thompson is definitely the guy that I think is the X factor for the Warriors for the series. Um, 
you know, he's coming back from an Achilles injury that, you know, definitely has shaken him up as a basketball player, which is understandable. You know, I've never been through an Achilles injury, but I can't imagine how much that hurts. Um, you know, he also tore his ACL as well, um, which is another thing. <laughs> but um, I think that his play, especially if he can, you know, shoot the ball very efficiently, if he can have a clay game, which, you know, it's it can happen. We've seen it happen before. Um, he's done it to he's, he's embarrassed a lot of people with his shooting. And, um, you know, I, I would say I'm a little nervous about clay because of the way that we, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like some of the Miami games, we didn't play the three well effectively, um, you know, shooters like Duncan Robinson who hadn't have been sure who hadn't have shot good in the playoffs at all whatsoever. Even this, this season, he hasn't shot well. Um, he shot at a decent clip against us. And I mean, he's, he's a shooter. We would like, obviously he's a shooter. We know that, but you know, people that are in slumps that can kind of, it, it kind of scares me that they, that he was the one to, you know, really shoot the ball that well. But, um, you know, like I said, Clay, Clay's that guy that I think will be the X factor for the Warriors for sure. And his defense too. I mean, if he can play the defense that he played in the past, like that old Clay, um, I think that that'll really boost the Warriors. And I, I would probably say ahead of the Celtics to win the, to win the finals. If he can do that, if he can play like that player he was, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's highly unlikely in my opinion, but mm-hmm. um, the X factor for the Celtics, I think uh, is Robert Williams. Uh, another guy that's injured right now. I think, you know, like, like Cam said, he's kind of hobbling out there as we watch. Um, and it's, it's hard. He, he it's, it looks like he has a hard time running and I, I can definitely understand the way he's built in his knees. Obviously he has to jump a lot, takes a lot of impact on those knees. Um, but if he can, I mean, the way he blocks the or plays defense and can shot block, I, if he can stay healthy and stay on the floor, I think that he's going to be the most probably the most effective one out there other than, you know, our two-headed monster and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, that's a given. But, you know, those those uh, pick-and-roll lobs that, that Rob has are just – I think we can really take advantage of. I don't think that the Warriors have, have that paint presence like we've experienced the past – two games even I, I would say against the Nets the Nets had a decent paint presence and I think they have better big men than the Warriors have mm-hmm. which is uh interesting which is interesting to me um you know like I said Rob Rob's definitely gonna be the X factor for sure yeah yeah those are two great players I mean if, if either player has a really good series that could definitely sway it one way or another uh Gio do you have any guys in mind for either team as uh, X factors uh yeah so I'll begin with the Celtics and my key player is Jalen Brown and throughout this playoffs, I'd say that he's had a good playoff so far, but there have also been some ups and downs with a lot of turnovers. And going into this finals, I just think it's really important that he has less of those like high turnover games. And, you know, everybody thinks of Jason Tatum as the guy. And to be honest, he is. But Jalen Brown has to be like right under him, has to be like a 1A and a 1B. Jalen Brown mm-hmm. cannot be a number two. If we're going to get anywhere and really win this series, Jalen Brown's going to have to perform like he is, I would say, the third best player in this series after Tatum and Curry. And, I mean, he's fine. He's good defensively, so that's not really my worry. It's just offensively reducing the turnovers and then showing everybody that you're that guy because I have faith in him. He's been an all-star before. We know he has it in him. It's just, put, is, he able, is he going to be able to do it on the big stage? And so for the Warriors, my my X factor would be Andrew Wiggins. 
And I say that because knowing from the Celtics game plan, from what we've done um, in the past years, especially with Milwaukee and Giannis, we're going to try and take their best player out and make it difficult for them and then leave other players to try and beat us. So here I would say that we're going to make life difficult for Curry. Curry's going to get up his shots. You know, there's only so much you can do when he's running off screens all the time. But I think that we're going to try and minimize his ability to beat us and make life difficult. And then from there, um, try to run Clay off the three as much as possible. But I think that Wiggins is going to have a lot of opportunities at the three-point line and slashing. And whether he's going to be on his day throughout the series, I think is really going to dictate how well the Warriors do. And overall, just really look at the series and and how successful the Celtics defense is, because I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities throughout the series to put up pretty decent numbers. Yeah, I mean, those are great guys as well. I think you made a great point with like the Jalen Brown turnovers and starts with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum with those. But like the Celtics, there was a couple games in in their playoff run so far where they had 20 plus turnovers and. I think they've been playing teams that offensively and uh, fast break wise aren't as strong as the Warriors, but if they turn it over 20 times in a game versus the Warriors, I don't know if they can recover from that. So that's a great player to uh, to talk about as well as Wiggins. For me, I'll start with the Celtics as well. For me, one of the uh, X factors for the Celtics is going to be Derek White. Uh, you know, he has the dad power now. He just had a kid. Congratulations to him. <laughs> but we kind of saw it in the net series. He wasn't that great in the beginning of the Bucs series, I think he maybe had like one or two good games against the Bucs. But during this Heat series, he's really shown how how impactful he can be, especially in games five, six, and seven. I mean, I thought Derek White was going to bring us to the promised land in game six. Um, but yeah, just like, I guess if like Smart, because he obviously is a guy who comes off the bench, if Smart's struggling or, you know, if he's just not hitting his shots, we need Derek White to step up. Uh, same thing, like, you know, we talked about how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown some games might struggle uh, just off of the consistency-wise. So, again, if Derek White can step in, do his job, have a couple games in the series where, you know, he has like 15, 16 points, I think that'll be a huge game-changer for the Celtics and, uh, you know, help that propel them over this very strong Warriors team. And the guy that I have for the Warriors, very similar to uh, Torrey's pick in Clay, is Jordan Poole. I think similar to Clay, it's like Jordan Poole can go out there. He can have seven points or he can have 30 points. And you never know which one you're going to get. I think if, you know, Jordan Poole comes out this series and, you know, plays with a ton of confidence and and goes out there and averages close to 20, I mean, I think that's a wrap for the Celtics. Like they got to focus on him as well as they have to focus on Steph and Clay. And I think them focusing on Steph and Clay as a focal point kind of helps free things up for him. So I think his play is kind of dictated by how the other players on the team play and, uh, you know, take focus away. But like I said, like if Jordan Poole can go out there, have 25 points, a couple games, play really well offensively, dish the ball out. Like we've seen him as a playmaker, be able to play really well as well. Uh, I think it'll be really hard for the Celtics to defend him as well as like, obviously focusing on the, all the other offensive firepower that, uh, you know, the Warriors have. So those are the key players that I have. Do you guys have any other thoughts on the series? I'm just excited. I'm ready to see yep. how game one is. And from there, look at how that dictates the rest of the series. There's so many like questions that I have, even though we played them twice this year, that just mm-hmm. seeing it in a playoff atmosphere is totally going to change the way I feel about the rest of the series. Yeah. I'm excited to see how finals uh, Jason Tatum plays. Um, oh, how yeah. He, how he's going to do and what, or what his, how his Kobe mentality is going to play. 
right? What, mm-hmm. what, what factor that will play in. So we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, no, I think this is huge for, for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as well, but to really show like, all right, now we're on the biggest stage. Like they've shown they can do it in the playoffs, but now they're here. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. Thank you guys for uh, coming on and we'll, we'll see you guys again. Mm-hmm. Good start. Yeah, good start. Thank you guys yeah. for listening and have a great day.